This bonus episode was recorded in 2021 and is slightly different to the usual weekly show in that we are speaking to a tech founder, entrepreneur instead of an agency owner. So if you want to hear from agency owners talking about agency owner things, then you might want to skip this one. But if you're interested in technology, startups, venture, risk-taking, then strap yourself in because you will definitely not be disappointed. We'll be back next week with our regular schedule of heavyweight agencies. But until then, listen to Yasin Alimam. Thank you. Yasin Alimam is the founder of Hot Patch, one of the most disruptive and innovative businesses around today. They connect those that have available workspace with those who need it. It's WeWork meets Airbnb. I'm very much looking forward to the conversation. Yasin Alimam, welcome to Agency Dealmasters. Thank you, thank you. Uh, and yeah, a, a pleasure to be here, a pleasure to, to meet you, and thank you for having me on. You've built really, really cool products, really love it. Your platform connects those that have space available to those people that need it. So take us back to the beginning and then tell us actually how you came across this idea in the first place. The idea actually came about through a similar venture. So I was looking at a business venture with a friend whereby we were going to build what you'd call sort of mini studios for fitness and wellness professionals. Uh, We were going to own the physical space. We were looking around at different spaces and we came across one space in particular that was it was huge. I mean, it was four floors of absolute chaos. And I turned around to my friend and said, look, what are we going to do? We can't, we can't take four floors. And he started telling me, you know, it doesn't have to just be uh, fitness professionals, you know, people who work in creative industry or beauty, nails, makeup, they rent the space they work in too. And I suppose that's when I had my, what you'd call, aha moment and I thought you know what forget owning the the physical space let's just build a fucking platform and from there you know my head just started to spin the cogs started to spin I started to look out there about uh, what was available uh, who was doing it in the market how hard it was for uh, a, a freelance nail technician to rent a space how hard it was for a hairdresser to rent a space and um, you know it's possible but it's not simple and all we're trying to do is really simplify that. You know, I, I heard you use a word at the start there, you called the sort of a disruptive business. I actually don't think we're disruptive. I think what we are doing is simplifying something that needs to be simplified. You know, one thing I often say is Hot Patch is not trying to reinvent the wheel. We're just trying to make it round. <laughs> and all, all we're trying to do by that is just get all these rentable, flexible spaces in one place give people the freedom of choice, the freedom to, you know, work in Birmingham one day, work in London the next, or, you know, Hackney one day or mm. uh, Shoreditch the other. And we're just really trying to simplify that entire process. So, you know, a good example is we have um, certain customers that they have a full-time job, maybe in a salon, and they also have a private job uh, where they do specialist sort of makeup or specialist nails or something in the beauty industry and all they need from a hot patch or all they need generally is a space they can rent for a few hours a day per month or a few hours a day per week and to do that they've got to go through various websites negotiate on price find these places in the first place now hot patch is just taking away all of that pain you know five six clicks they're done they're paid they're booked and they can get to where they need to be so 
I'd say what hot patch is, is it's where the sort of the, the sharing economy meets the sort of gig economy, which are two sort of mega trends at the moment. And we're sitting right in the middle of them, sort of with your, you know, with your Airbnbs, with your Ubers, you know, we're just connecting, connecting, like you say, the people who have space with the people who need it and just taking out all of those steps in the middle of getting access to that space. And that even comes back to, you know, people who are just starting out in the in, in various industries, you know, a PT who's just started out does not want to go and take a studio for a month when he's, you know, still building up, he'll, uh, building up their client base. So maybe what they want to do is rent out a studio for two days a week. Where can they do that? With Hot Patch, you know, a young musician who wants to finally get that studio and, you know, take the band out of the garage, you know, stop, stop disturbing their mum and dad every night and, you know, go and get a studio with Hot Patch and see how things work out. We just want to make that access to space simple because it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be this big, big sort of high priority thing that causes stress, that causes issues. It should just be, you've got space. I need space. This is how much you want for it. Not a problem. Here it is. booked, invoice done, no negotiation, no bullshit, easy as, and that's what we're all about space. You know, I'm, I'm giving you slogans here, but space made simple or make space work is another one that we see, you know, we see barbershops with empty chairs. They want them filled. And there are barbers that are looking for a chair. They just don't know how to get to each other. You know, maybe they'll go through Gumtree or Instagram or Facebook or all these different places. And it really shouldn't be that hard. So what we're trying to do is just take this, you know, you know, if you start, if you start with the problem and the problem is access to space can be difficult and convoluted. We're just trying to simplify that very, very, you know, what we call that's the human problem. And we're doing that by giving people a platform that's nice to look at. If I may so say myself, easy to use, <laughs> easy to use and, uh, you know, completely transparent. We don't charge membership fees. We don't sort of, um, we don't charge subscription fees, membership fees. There's no sort of premium this, premium that. It's just, here's a space. Is this what you want? If not, keep browsing because we have a big selection. And, you know, we started around, well, we launched formally early last year right in the face of a pandemic, which was excellent timing, let me say so. Great timing, um, yeah. But the idea um, itself, you know, we incorporated and started in 2019, before COVID, before all of this all of this stuff happened, because the problem has always been there. And if anything, we're a, a pre-COVID idea accelerated by COVID, because now people do want, people do value their time a bit more. People do value where they go to a bit more. People do want to, you know, work from home a few days or work from, um, you know, a nice little co-working space, or maybe they'll want to not travel two hours anymore to work in a salon. Maybe they just want to work at a salon that's, you know, a bit closer to home or something specialized. And I think that's where Hot Patch sort of slots in perfectly because there are people that have the space. There are people that need the space. They just can't talk to each other. And we're just, we're just, we're just bridging that gap. And I love how you're solving the problem, you know, for both people, the people that want the space and the, and the people that have space, you're bringing those, those two people together. Exactly. Why hasn't this problem been solved before in your mind? Do you know what? I think people have tried to solve it in bits and parts. So, you know, renting space on a flexible basis is nothing new, but putting it all together in one simple platform that's easy to use and accessible to everyone. I think is something new and letting people know, Hey, you don't have to be a superstar X, Y, or Z. You don't have to be a superstar producer or musician or 
you know, a yoga teacher with a massive following, you know, you can start from the bottom and work your way up with hot patch, you know? So I think the problem comes on, the problem we're solving on both sides, you know, one is the access. The other is a, a great example is I own a, a salon. I've got 10 chairs. My rent is call it a thousand pounds a month, just for the ease of numbers. If I have five of those chairs being used out of 10, my rent does not change. So the problem that we're solving for these business owners and space owners is make, make space work. That's why we say it, you know, make money from that space just because you're not using it. Somebody else can, you know, that side room that you, you say is a beauty room that's empty, you know, 50% of the time should be full 100% of the time. Don't go and work a second job. Don't go and try and do all of this. Make the most out of what you've got. And especially in today's climate where, you know, we're talking about, and, you know, you can tie these into things like the circular economy, the sharing economy. You know, let somebody else use the resources that you have and make money from it at the same time. Hmm. And um, bringing all of those elements together, the access, the additional income, like you say, it's, it's a no brainer. And when we tell someone what Hot Patch is and what Hot Patch does for you, you know, they sit there and they think, oh. Yeah, it's obvious. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. It's obvious. You know, it makes perfect sense. And, you know, I'm sure 10 years ago, nobody was sitting there looking at their spare bedroom going, I bet you this could be good for somebody on holiday, you know? <laughs> mm. I bet you a couple from Spain want to use my spare bedroom and come and stay here for a week. But then now, you know, when I go on holiday, I look at Airbnb. Sure. It, it's a habitual thing that we're slowly trying to change as well, but we'll get there. And um, it's just letting people understand that you have this massive asset sitting right in front of you. You're standing in it. Your side room is your side hustle. You know, you don't need anything else. You know, you need hot patch. <laughs> Lots of tweetable lines there. So many tweetable yeah. lines. <laughs> this is just made I don't, I don't even have these written down. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell us then, I mean, fantastic product, fantastic innovation. You know, I love how you brought it to market. Tell us about the early days then. What did, what did the MVP look like? What did the first product look like? How did you build it? And how did you win your first few clients? So I will be really honest. The MVP looked terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's supposed to. Like, yeah. So, right? so for me, uh, the MVP was all about just being able to show prospective investors what this was all about. So it was being able to show them what a rentable space would look like on the platform. I mean... Often what I'll do every now and then in the, um, in the team um, chats is I'll send, I'll send pictures of our first ever logos or our first, which I designed, which were terrible, <laughs> um, or our first ever sort of um, promotional posts and things like that, just to remind people how far we've come, remind the team how far we've come. And the MVP was very basic. It was, here's a space, here's a price in a specific sector. And what I tried to do is, to be honest, is I, I self-funded Hot Patch for the initial portion. And... The reason I did that is because you can't just go up to somebody with an idea. You need to show them a little bit of traction or show them. So, you know, all of my investors that did come in, they liked the idea, but they wanted to see the idea. They wanted something they could touch and hold on to. So we built something really basic. But the problem for us was we were in lockdown. So getting people to even, you know, speak to you about renting out their space or getting people to consider going to find a space was, was really tough for us. And, what we were able to do there, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a beautician. Um, I'm not a hairstylist. I barely have hair. <laughs> what we were able to do was really just tap into those communities and talk to them and understand what it is you want from Hot Patch. How can we improve our product? 
what features would you like? How would you like it to look? How would you like it to work? So in one sense, lockdown really hurt us. But on the other sense, you could say it really helped us reflect and grow. Mm. Now, what it did mean is that, you know, the company wasn't able to generate revenue for a certain amount of time. We couldn't attract customers. You know, we were spending money on development for something that, you know, was not going to be able to be used. But as soon as the door was opened by the government, we started to get back in touch with these customers and started sort of onboarding people. And it was, it was, uh, you know, I, I still remember the first listing that we ever got on the platform. I remember it, it's a salon chair in Catford. I remember being on the call with the, with the lady explaining what hot patch was. She just loved the concept, loved the idea. Couldn't believe that there was not already a method for her to rent out these excess chairs. And, um, I suppose from there, the rest was history. Now, I was able to go to my investors and say, look, one phone call, two phone calls, three phone calls later, we've got co-working spaces, event spaces, fitness spaces, salon chairs, barber chairs, already wanting to use the platform, already have you know a desire to start making money from this excess space. Mm. And um, I suppose once we got that traction, I was able to sort of put together something that was easily digestible for my prospective investor base, show that to them, get some money in the door, and uh, start building a much better version of the platform. At the end of the day, all Hot Patches is our network of hosts and users. Mm. It's not about me. It's not about what I'm offering. It's not even about, you know, it's about us making sure that we've got the best product for our customers. Mm. So as long as they're happy, we're happy. And if they're happy, Hot Patch works and Hot Patch grows. So it's giving them the best product we can. Absolutely love it. So. Give us an idea of where the business is today. You started in, in 2019. Um, give us an idea of the number of users, the number of spaces, revenue. Just just give us a picture of kind of where Hot Patch is today. So we started in 2019, launched in early 2020. Obviously, launching in the face of a global lockdown was, was not great. As I mentioned, we were able to learn a lot from that. But every time we sort of picked up a bit of momentum, we get locked back down, bit of momentum, get locked back down. Yeah. But now I think, you know, since the start of um, this year, we've had a bit of a clear run and we've just really been able to grow and grow and grow. So in terms of user base, I think we're approaching the sort of magic 1000 number, which is, you know, a fraction of where we want to be. In terms of rentable spaces, I think now at the point of speaking, and I can't check because i'm keeping all wi-fi focused on this podcast right, right. but i think that there are you know around there there are way, way over 300 spaces that you can book on a flexible basis through hot patch mostly in london um the reason we wanted to start off in london is because despite being from liverpool um and wanting to you know grow the product there and get everything going there and and everywhere else what we wanted to be careful of was something you call demand gaps so there's no point in having you know, a salon chair in uh, Doncaster and a hairstylist in London. So we're trying to concentrate sure. a lot of our effort here at the moment. And that's gone really well for us. So we've really been able to ramp up in London across a number of sectors. So we've got fitness spaces, creative spaces, hair and beauty spaces, the lot. And what we're really trying to do is just sort of establish that brand identity here, really tap into the communities here. So you know, we speak to people like um, uh, the British Beauty Council when we can. We speak to people like Scratch Magazine. And we're really trying to sort of let, let these communities know, hey, Hot Patch is here. Hot Patch is here to help. 
At the moment, we're really bootstrapping the business in London. And as I promised you, we will be in Birmingham very soon with, <laughs> with a lot more with a lot more to offer. We do have spaces all over the country, to be Sorry, honest. Birmingham always gets missed. Stop it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> We're used to it now. <laughs> so, so we do have spaces in other areas. So we do have some spaces in Birmingham. We do have some in Liverpool. We do have some in Scotland, for example, um, in Manchester. But, you know, it's always a, it's always a balancing act between development, media spend, team spend. So. You know, as a lean startup, you know, we haven't raised millions yet. So we've been, we've had to be sort of really careful about how we grow and grow in the right way, because you don't want to be sort of all over the place and sort of a scattergun approach, which might look good on the surface, but not really get you anywhere. Because a big thing for Hot Patch is we want you to have not just flexibility, we want you to have choice. So if you're a, a nail tech, or a hairstylist. We don't want you to go to Hot Patch and just have the choice of one or two chairs to rent or nail tables to rent. We want you to have, we want you to be overwhelmed. You know, we want you, we want you to be able to go onto the platform and go, wow. Look at the choice. Yeah, exactly, a plethora of choice. I can work from wherever I want. Look at all these fantastic locations. So that's what we're really focused on at the moment. And then we'll be doing the same sort of copy and paste approach all over the country. And then, you know, the sky's the limit, you know, Europe, the US, Australia, it will all come because the model works. It's needed. There's, um, you know, there's a clear desire for people to have more control over where they work from and how they work from, from there. So let's, let's take it to them. Let's give people, let's give people that freedom of choice. Let's give people that excess choice. Let's give people the ability to choose from, you know, hundreds and hundreds of spaces that work for them, not that work for somebody else. And hey, let's help some business owners make some money at the same time. Mm, yeah, it's a win-win for everyone. And I can see that, you know, once you've got that, that model in place, it, it's scalable. I mean, there are across all cities in the UK, if not, if not the world, there are people with available space and there are people that are looking, looking for that, you know, looking for that space. So it, it definitely is a, a very scalable model. Uh, absolutely. And it, there's even people that don't even know that they have you know, what we call a, an available space, we call it a patch, you know, there are people that, that don't even know that, they, that they're sitting on a patch, a, a hot patch. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so you mentioned advertising and you mentioned media spend earlier. What's your approach to growing the user base and what, and what has worked best for you guys so far? So what I often say is go to where your customers are, especially when you're a small startup company like us. So what we've done is we've spent a lot of time on social media and we do some digital campaigns. We talk to our customers. We let them know that we exist. We, you know, we get in touch with them. Maybe we'll do some, um, some outreach on, on the phone. Sometimes we'll do some sort of advertising on maybe Google or Facebook. Um, soon we'll be going to do some sort of bigger campaigns, you know, maybe out of home, maybe not. I don't think we're quite ready to be, uh, to be on TV yet, but you know, Fingers crossed one day we'll be there. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the key approach for us is where, where do the people that have this problem reside? Mm. You know, and we often find that they're on social media, they're on, um, they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, they're on TikTok, although we're not really on TikTok. Um, so what we'll often do is we'll go to where, you know, these people have these problems. And what you'll often see is someone will put their, Facebook status or the Instagram status to say, anyone got a chair to rent, you know, please send me a message. 
have a beauty room to rent, um, get in touch if you'd like it. And we sort of say to these people, you know, that reach that you've got there is so small compared to the reach of you putting that space on hot patch. You know, you go from uh, accessing a few hundred people to a few hundred thousand people by using us. Mm. Then of course, we'll do some, you know, promotional campaigns. We'll get out and about. So we'll drop, um, we'll actually go and visit some of these salons ourselves. And, you know, we'll, we'll pop in, we'll tell them what Hot Potch is about. We'll pop into co-working spaces. We'll go say hi. Um, we'll tell them, hey, you know, you're not utilizing this space as best as you can. Let us help you. Um, so the, 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 there are different ways, but the key thing is just finding where our customers are, finding where these people with the problem are, and letting them know, hey, Hotpatch is here to, to solve this problem for you. You know, we've built the platform where we're ready to accommodate you and we're ready to get, we're ready to get more eyes on your space. Mm. And likewise, for the people looking for the space as well, we can show them the spaces that we have. So you've got a really clear vision of what Hotpatch will become over the next handful of years. What are the key milestones in your mind to make sure that you need to hit? to make sure that you're on track to achieving that vision? So, I mean, the, the key ones are obviously getting that patch number up, availability up. So, you know, right now it's great that I can say we've got over 300 spaces, but that's nothing. I want to be able to say we've got over 300,000 spaces. I want every uh, flexible, rentable space, even if it's not rentable and flexible already, we, we need to get people, like I say, to change their habits, to understand that just because you're not using the space or you don't think that it's suitable in a certain way, other people can. So I think the sort of key numbers for us are increasing the user base, increasing the awareness and increasing the booking numbers. So, mm. you know, by the end of 2022, we want to have at least 10,000 um, spaces available on the platform. And, you know, we're looking to towards a sort of 100,000 user base, which is, you know, some people will say it's overly ambitious. Some people will say London's not that big. What we're trying to say is we're not going to be in London forever. We're coming mm. to Birmingham, Nathan, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> we are waiting and we'll welcome you with open arms in, 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 uh, in Birmingham. So, okay. No, that's, that, you know, that's some really ag- aggressive growth and, and some ambitious numbers there. And I'm, I've got no doubt that you will achieve that. Um, especially working with Paul, the amazing uh, ad agency that we had on the podcast recently. Yeah, yeah. So what are the potential risk factors in your mind that will impede you or stop stop you from doing that? You know, what are the potential barriers or hurdles that you think that you'll need to overcome to make sure that you'll achieve those numbers and achieve that success? So, I mean, the, 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 the clear and obvious one is, you know, uh, as organic as we try to grow and, you know, we're a lean company, we don't spend hundreds of thousands on advertising and everything mm. else like that. So, you know, we need investment eventually. So mm. we've, we've completed a, a seed round of funding, which, uh, which has really helped us sort of develop the platform, put together a really strong team, but we need more, you know, we need to go bigger and faster and we need to get out there and show people what this product is and how it will change their lives. Mm. Um, and I'm not saying people are going to wake up one day and go, you know, thank you, Hopatch, you know, I'm free, I'm emancipated, you've given me all of this, but it's a, it's a small change, you know, it's, um, it's getting people to, to get into the habit of being master of their own sort of schedule and space and fate, essentially. And what we need over time is that, that habitual change to kick in. Now, obviously, some of the issues we may encounter, which I'm sure 
many space sort of, which I should, for example, what Airbnb will encounter is you may have issues where people will go off platform and try and sort of not use hot patch and try and do things directly. But what they will understand there is hot patch is not just connecting people to space. Hot patch is taking out all of the bullshit that comes with it from invoicing to negotiating to your, to, you know, the tax receipts that come with it at the end of it, security, insurance, um, all of that you get as part of the hot patch package. So what we are aiming to do sort of over the next sort of 12 to 18 months is really develop and improve our overall offering to these customers. So they understand that when you're with Hot Patch, you're protected, you're safe, you're secure, you know, you're not going to get scammed. If somebody comes and causes damage or anything of the like, then, you know, you're protected via, you know, Mm. via us. And, you know, there are things like um, the review system that we have. The more reviews that come through to show people, hey, I had a great time at this studio or I had a really bad experience at this hair salon, don't go there. It's, it builds a sort of a trust-based system in our community. And what that's exactly what we're trying to do. As I said earlier, you know, Hot Patch is all about the people that use it so they can leverage off each other. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest sort of you know, hurdle in that respect is getting people to become a real part of this community and get the people to sort of, understand that hot patch is a whole package of offerings you know it looks after you it looks after the customer it looks after the host it looks after your space it looks after your bank account <laughs> it looks after everything you know and yeah. we put security right at the top of the list when we do everything you know all our payments for example are secured by stripe we have sort of security measures in place whereby we don't just reveal people's addresses similar sure. to airbnb for example because we don't want someone just knocking on the door saying hey you know, give me your chair or give me yeah. this because that's not what the, that's not what the hosts want. You know, we had one host who said, "I can't believe I didn't use you guys before." I, do, I used to have emails back and forth. People would book and not turn up, and they would normally have to pay on the day. You know, with Hot Patch, you pay in advance. We have a very a very clear cancellation policy, so we're just trying to protect the host in one sense. So you can't, for example, book a studio, say, "I'll see you in I'll see you in two weeks, and I'll pay you on the day." Two weeks come, the person's just disappeared. Right. Now, what happens through Hot Patch, for example, is the payment is taken. It's not, it's not, it's not um, taken completely, it's held. And according to our cancellation policy, however soon or far away from the actual booking date you cancel, there's a refund policy. Now, if two days or a day before you're supposed to use that space, unless it's a really, really, really sort of, you know, emergency situation, that host has to get paid, you know? And that's what we're trying to do, secure that level of income for our host. And now similarly, if there's an issue on the host side and they can no longer accommodate the guest or the professional or the hot patcher, you know, there's a mechanism where they can be refunded. And again, we're all about community and making sure that everyone is looked after on both sides of the equation or both sides of the coin, rather. If you could only pick one metric for your business to kind of improve that over time, um, to make sure that the business kind of realizes its potential, what metric will have the most sustainable impact on the growth of the business over the next five to ten years? Do you think? Well, I think the the biggest metric has to just be more people booking our patches and using our patches on a regular basis, mm. um, because it's all about getting people into that patch mindset that you know a patch is where I work from, a patch is where I'm going to wake up today and I'm going to decide. Okay, maybe I won't wake up today, but a 
patch gives me that security knowing from next week i've got this chair booked out for three days or next week i've got this studio booked out for four hours etc etc so mm. the biggest metric for us is getting people to sort of start using these spaces more and understand that these spaces are for them so you know the the theater group um, example i use they have started using hot patch a lot because they used to have to scour the internet to try and find a place that worked for them travel through ridiculous um, locations up and down the country. Now they log on to Hotpatch and what they're actually using, for example, is a dance studio that they never even knew existed, which is 15 minutes down the road. It's way within the budget that they have, but because this dance studio was advertised only to people who are you know, in that industry, they never knew that there was a rehearsal space around the corner. So just getting people into that mindset of, you know, using hot patch for whatever it is you need and also getting hosts to sort of reimagine their space and say, this is not a dance studio. This is a large studio space available for a number of things. A patch is whatever it is at the time it's being used, you know, and uh, it's, it's sort of getting that mindset to change and getting that into people over time, which is happening, which is working. And, you know, it's beautiful to see. So one of the, one of the things that happens when you list a patch with us is, it doesn't just say choose a category. It says, what can your patch be used for? Can I use it for film film recording? Can I use it for fitness? Can I use it for makeup? You know, and it can have 10 different categories, not just one. You know, so reimagining space and getting people into that new habit of using these different spaces for the right thing is where we're going at the moment. I really love what you've built and what you're building and and what the future looks like for hot patch i mean like just watch this space because i think it's going to be a really interesting and exciting watch this journey. space there no, no pun intended no no <laughs> literally no pun intended i had no idea <laughs> but but you're totally right final question before we get into our favorite questions that i yeah, love yeah. to ask everyone by the way what surprised you most about building a business founding a business that's been harder than what you expected over the last you know two years and you know pandemic permitting or not permitting obviously that's probably been hard for a lot of business owners but yeah. for you specifically what what's been the hardest part about this that's kind of surprised you i tell you, I tell, i'll be really honest here so you know when you've got a good idea and i think hot patch is a great idea so when i had the idea at the start and i was building it and sort of trying to get the mvp out and everything else and sort of starting to advertise it a bit more one thing I realize is it doesn't really matter how good your idea is unless you can convey it in the right way. So like you said to me, you know, earlier, you know, it's good that you can articulate it and explain it. And uh, I guess sometimes you think, right, got the idea. Yeah. Space show platform. It, it should pack. be obvious. Hey, there you go, go, guys. Done. Job Have as done. much as you want. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but no, 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 no. You've really got to get into really really got it got, got to get into what you are offering people and sure. show them how you're how you're solving a problem and you know to uh to quote our our, our good friend uh, mr Mella, you know you know one thing he said to me is it doesn't matter how good your idea is it's getting it out there and explaining it to people and showing them what it does for them mm. and the quote i love from him is he said you know people don't buy a drill bit they buy a hole in the wall mm. and that has just stuck in my head ever since and now what we're really trying to do is sort of make sure that through our media, through our content, through our discussions and conversations, we're showing people 
how we're actually solving a problem, not just telling them how good our product is. Mm. You know, it's all about the people, not about us. And that has been a revelation for us, you know, really understanding the problem and making sure that everything you're doing is actually addressing the problem, not just showing off the product. Couldn't agree more. And, you know, I want to say personally that I just wish you all the best on the journey. I think it's absolutely fantastic product i think you're a great founder very charismatic founder to be leading this charge i think it's a super exciting time for you to be doing it so we wish you all the best here at agency deal masters thank you so much and look it's been an absolute pleasure just to be invited on here and you know like i say every conversation there's always there's always a smile there's always a, a good laugh with you so you know hopefully there's many more to come well, it's not finished yet because now we're going to get to our favorite <laughs> questions. <laughs> these are the questions that we ask all of our guests. So I'm excited to ask you some of these as well about who is the person behind the brand sort of questions. So we've spoken about the business. Now let's tell us about you. So tell us about some of your early mentors um, who influenced your approach to business building, the way you think about entrepreneurship, the way you think about building tech products. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, obviously, okay, I mean, I suppose this probably comes in, in, in a few stages. So, you know, I, I'm, you know, I think I'm, I'm really lucky. I'm from a, you know, a very supportive um, family. And I suppose, I suppose, you know, one of my, you know, my heroes is obviously my father, who was a hardworking man who always, you know, told me, you know, always, always push to better yourself, always push to, you know, when they say you can't, make sure you do it. Um, and always put that mentality of sort of, you know, the best PR is sort of being a good person and sort of really a big part of my personality comes from just sort of watching him all the time. Mm. And then I'd sort of say, you know, mentor-wise, business-wise, I used, I used to work in a firm in financial services and there were a, there were a couple of people there that, uh, that I used to work with and they were, I would say, they were, they were, they were very harsh, but they were very fair and, all, and they were very sort of, you know, it was uh, tough love that they gave me. Right. And um, that's the best kind of love. Yeah, well, not at the time. It bloody hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, oh, yeah. these people, it, these it's people, painful. Yeah, 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 yeah. But these people, sort of, you know, and um, these people, they don't know who they are. You know, I spent a lot of time working under their wing and just sort of watching them. And you know, they correct me, and they sort of, um, from from simple things like how to sum up or how to how to do a good set of notes or how to present something really well and you know how to present yourself really well all the time and things like that and I'm still have those people in my life now and you know some of them are involved in hot patch sure. um and I think you know it, it's really important that people who have these sort of you know people who have these crazy stories who've actually done things in their lives and have sort of lived and then lived again and then they're able to come back in for every for every sort of problem or situation you face they can go back to something in their life and say well you know in 1980 blah 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 this happened to me and da, 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 da. and you know you can really leverage off their experience and you can say okay you know i can i can take something from that so you know there's, there's a couple of people there that i've been really really fortunate to leverage from and you know i still keep them close to me to this day and you know and one thing that i like to do myself is make sure that all of that sort of beautiful sort of mentorship and knowledge that was given to me, I'd like to share with other people. Um, and I try my best to do that, be it with the hot patch team or, you know, my younger brother or anybody else. I think it's really important, you know, keep it, keep it going, pass it on. 
Yeah. Yeah. Tell us about some of your favorite books. What books have been most instrumental in the way that you think about growing businesses? So, um, one of the books I actually picked up when I started Hot Patch, um, and I know his, his politics may be controversial, but there's a book I'm sure you've heard of it too called Zero to One. Um, yeah, Peter, Peter Thiel. Thiel. Yeah. yeah, and that is just a, basically a, ma- a, a manual on building uh, a monopoly. Scale-ups. And yeah. um, what I really enjoyed about Zero to One is I get to a chapter and it would literally be discussing some of the problems that we'd be having at Hot Patch, you know, mm be it, um, you know, are you making sure that you're 10 times better than the, than the solution that's currently out there? How to, you know, how having a team of co-founders is eminently better than just sort of being a one-man show. Um, so that, that really helped me. Um, and I, honestly, I, I could almost say like, is actually a manual for building a monopoly. So I think that's a fantastic book for anyone mm. who's starting out with a grand vision. Um, a book, a book, I think, which, everyone should read and one thing we do try and do at Hot Patch is we you know I have all my books here and when it, people are in the office we sort of share them out another another book that I really like is a book called Mindset mm-hmm. um and what I what I really like about Mindset is it's um it's not just for me because obviously I came from a different sector and I had to come and sort of challenge myself to be able to build and scale this startup and it talks about these you know the fixed mindset and the growth mindset and yeah you know having that growth mindset, being able to take on feedback, being able to be criticized and taking that and being able to improve mm. is so, so important. And it also helps me put myself in the shoes of the people that work for Hot Patch. And, you know, they might not be the most accomplished at what they're doing at the moment, but I can see that they can get there mm. with the growth mindset. And I want everyone that works with me to have that growth mindset. And there are definitely elements of me where I have the fixed mindset or had the fixed mindset. <laughs> and I've done a lot to try and move away from that and improve on that. Mm. So I'd say, you know, mindset is a, is a fantastic book. And then yeah. sort of just going away from business books. I mean, you know, I think uh, I, I like to read nonfiction as well. I mean, Dracula is probably one of my favorite books. I've read it about four times. Amazing. Which one? Uh, the original Bram Stoker. Oh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing. I mean, you know, sometimes you just don't want to be involved in the real world. You just want to take yourself, yeah. take yourself, take yourself to uh, Transylvania and just, Completely. you know, you know, especially and, uh, in the middle of a pandemic. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I like to mix it up. Fiction, not fiction, um, yeah. nonfiction, fiction, great. nonfiction. Those are all great. Um, yeah. Um, and many more. I mean, growing up, you know, going to the library was, was, was our weekend treat. So, you know, Sherlock Holmes, Amazing. you know, read them all and yeah, it's, uh, Reading, I think, is, you know, it's just so healthy for the mind. It really is. It just op- it just gives you a completely different perspectives, puts you in someone else's shoes, just broadens the mind. Yeah. Exactly. Love it. Um, all great suggestions. Last couple of questions and then I'll let you go. What advice would you give to a young person or millennial who also wants to start an innovative technology business? So I would say... And again, this is actually um, something that I sort of, so I, I, I've had tons of business ideas. Some of them have been so bad, um, I, won't, <laughs> I won't even mention them. But I'd say what one piece of advice is make your, think about what an MVP is when you have an idea. And um, an MVP should not be something that costs you thousands of pounds or hundreds and hundreds and hours of effort. It should be 
something that clearly sets out your idea and demonstrates what that idea is, then go for it. What a lot of people do is they go all in at the start and then find themselves with either a shit product that doesn't work mm. or they've gone about it the wrong way. So I'd say always at the start, you know, minimal outlay in terms of financial outlay. Make sure that you can just demonstrate what problem it is you're solving, why it's going to work, and then take it from there. Mm. Yeah, couldn't couldn't agree more. Great advice. And my final question, Yasin, what do you know about building Hot Patch today that you wish you knew when you first started in 2019? You know, probably one thing that I uh, wish I knew was, A, there's a lockdown coming, so I could uh, <laughs> right. take it a bit easier. And, Heads um, up. Yeah. <laughs> and the other is uh, probably you've got to be prepared to just get out of your comfort zone and, you know, go and So, for example, Hot Patch, I work with beauty, nails, salons, um, fitness. You have to go and spend time in these places. You have to make sure that before you try and solve their problem, you've got to understand it fully. And on that sense, I can almost say lockdown helped because what we were able to do there was really take a bit of time to really understand these people, you know, and I've, yeah. I've gone and spent time in nail salons, in tattoo parlors, in barber shops, and I've just sat there and just watched, watched and asked questions and probed and asked and, and looked around and said, you know, what does that get used for? Would that come as standard? Etc. Etc. So mm. before you do anything, make sure you really, really understand who it is that you're trying to help. Don't just think about. Don't just sort of say, right, you know, blanket over everyone, easy as. Yeah. You know, really, really take that time to understand people, understand their habits, understand what makes them tick, understand what motivates them, you know, understand what makes them get out of bed in the morning. So you know, it's something that I've been able to do over time, but I wish I'd done it at the start. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Yasin, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much. Honestly, such a fantastic conversation. Always a pleasure. We have been speaking with Yasin Alimam. He is currently the founder at Hot Patch. If you enjoyed this conversation, then head over to Apple Podcasts where you can listen to over 140 such conversations we've had with world-class leaders in technology, sales and marketing. Just go down the list. Thank you for all your feedback and suggestions on LinkedIn and email. Write to me at Nathan at agencydealmasters.com. We would be unable to do this show without our very own dealmasters. Tyler Baller is our booker. Christoph Boaszczek is our executive producer. I'm Nathan Anibaba. You've been listening to Agency Dealmasters. Masters.